welcome to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. This is where we take a deep dive into the challenges and opportunities faced by those who coach in the women's game. I'm Steph Fairbairn, and I'll introduce our special guest in just a moment. This podcast accompanies the September issue of Women's Soccer Coaching Magazine, which is available to subscribers right now. We've got the usual practice plans in there, along with a deep dive into how to develop press-resistant young players, and we provide some top tips for being adaptable in sessions when they don't quite go as planned. We also shine a light on the Ball and Brain Project, which is giving soccer and educational opportunities to disadvantaged children in Accra, Ghana, and Hannah Wright explores how to keep players engaged. Our main interview is with Leah Stringer, the first ever coach of the women's soccer program at the Lincoln University of Missouri and she's also our podcast guest. As the person overseeing a brand new team, Leah is in a rare position, where she gets to shape a program from scratch. Her endless to-do list includes designing uniforms and locker rooms, and hiring staff and recruiting players. I spoke to her about how she's going about tackling all of that, the vision she has for the program, and how she plans to sell that to players. Leah, welcome to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. No, we're really excited to have you. Now, you're the very first coach of Lincoln University of Missouri's women's soccer team. Do you want to start by telling us, I suppose, what it takes on, what it feels like to be taking on a role like that? Yeah, honestly, I feel like because there's just so much to do, it really fully hasn't hit me yet. Um, I remember when I, uh, the announcement came out, my family or friends, they're all congratulating me, asking me how it feels. And like to this day, honestly, I cannot answer that question. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I just have this endless to do list going on in my head. So I'm I'm just ready to get the get everything going. And for that for that first game, that's like a year away. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talk us through that to do list a bit, if you can, because you're essentially you're building a program from yes. scratch. Right. So. What does that look like? What are all the elements of it? Yeah, so right now um, I'm focusing on trying to get in uh, some staff, get some help. Um, so, you know, we posted our, my assistant position and everything, going to start looking for uh, possibly some volunteer assistants and a GA. Um, and then uh, as of right now, honestly, it's just been a lot of recruiting, a lot of trying to get out there um, in the community, local clubs, going to as many uh, recruiting events as I can. Um, obviously, with me not having a season this year, I'm trying to take full advantage of not having my own preseason and being able to attend events that I usually wouldn't be able to because of my own games. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to throw throw Lincoln's uh, name out there, uh, let let all the local area clubs know and high school know, like, you know, there's another option uh, for the D2 level in women's soccer. So uh, it's just been a lot of recruiting, trying to find that right fit um, and take advantage of uh, the time I do have getting to actually know the recruits outside of just soccer and who they are and what, you know, why they want to continue to play. And then, like I said, just trying to fill my staff and everything like that. When you're looking for staff, I suppose, what kind of stuff are you looking for in terms of skills that you feel will complement you and kind of give you what you need? Yeah, honestly, uh, the the first thing I'm looking for, it has nothing to do with soccer or coaching. I, I just want to make sure I can have someone that I, I click with and I'm able to come into work and we enjoy each other and just kind of bounce ideas off each other. I'm not looking for someone that's just going to agree with every single thing I say or every idea. 
I, I don't think I know everything about the game of soccer or starting a program or even being a head coach. I mean, I, I take everything one day at a time. I'm just looking for someone that's able to come in and, you know, throw some new ideas out there, have a different point of view on everything and just be willing to uh, put in the work like me, uh, someone that's, you know, a selfless individual um, that doesn't think they're beneath anything. Because, I mean, starting a program, I'm doing everything from trying to design locker rooms, designing uniforms like I, I need input. So I want someone that's ready to come in and put in this work with me and then just get everything going. And how much work have you done in terms of thinking about the environment and the identity that you want to build around around the team? Has that been a big part of it? Yeah, uh, honestly, that's like the main thing I, I talk to recruits about. Like, uh, obviously, when it's a startup program, that's usually a question a recruit wants to know. is like, oh, how's your team culture and what's the environment like? And I tell them, you know, uh, I, I can't honestly answer that question. That's what I'm going to depend on my first recruiting class. And it's like, OK, when I'm talking to 24s or transfers, it's like I'm going to depend on you to come in and help me develop that. I want my players to be as hands on. Um, from day one as possible. I feel as if if they have ownership in what we're trying to do and build, that'll just make everything just 10 times better for them, uh, their experience and everything like that. So uh, yeah, my my first recruiting class, um, once they get in here, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask them like, what do you guys want this to look like? What do, what do you want to be known for um, when it comes to, you know, Lincoln University's women's soccer? Like your name is going to be in the history books. You're the first. Uh, so like what is it that you want this to look like? And yeah, I'm, I'm open for all of their input and intake. So that's 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 where I plan on going with that. And you, I suppose you briefly touched on it, but what? How do you sell it then? When you kind of you don't know what it is, but it's a fresh yeah. thing to create. Like, yeah, how do you sell that to these recruits? Yeah. So for me, I let them know that me personally, I'm a quality of life person. And I recently I, I get that saying from a previous head coach that I worked under, but uh, it, it still stands for me. Like I, I want to enjoy my environment. Uh, I want to be able to come into work, enjoy my players, enjoy my staff, my admin, everything like that. And I think for my players, I want them to have the same thing. I want them to be able to look forward to practice. I don't want them to dread like, oh, we got practice today or, oh, we got to go do, you know, a lift session. So it's like I, I want to to know what a good culture looks like to them. So to me, it's like a lot of questions in the beginning stage, like, oh, what is it that you're looking for when it comes to your recruiting process? What do you want in your, your team that's, you know, technically going to be part of your family? Like, you spend so much time with your teammates and everything like that when it comes to playing college sports. So I ask a lot of questions, try to figure out, you know, what it is they're looking for. Uh, obviously, sometimes things don't, you know, in line, which is perfectly fine. Uh, but, yeah, I just basically want to know what the young young ladies are looking for, what's important to them. Uh, I've been lucky so far in my conversations that things have actually been lining up. It's like I have an idea of what I want things to look like. Um, but obviously, until I get everyone uh, that's going to be involved in year one here, uh, it's it's just an idea in my head right now. So, yeah. Sometimes I think recruiting is something when you kind of become a soccer coach or you think about becoming a soccer coach, you probably don't think like, oh, recruitment as, as like your first thing. Right. But yeah. Do you find it something that comes naturally to you or that you've had to work on? Like, what's what's your take on it? Yeah. So honestly, I think the 
recruiting part, the easiest part for me is identifying a good soccer player. That, to me, that's the easy part. It, it, it doesn't take long to go to a game or watch a highlight and think, okay, I, I think this girl could help us on the field. I think the difficult, the difficult or maybe more challenging part for me is, you know, weeding out the good and the bad. Like, again, like I mentioned, the right fit, it's, it's, I'm not going to be the right coach for everyone. We're not going to be the right soccer program for everyone. So basically, you know, me doing my research, talking to those club coaches, high school coaches, and just, you know, having those conversations and getting to know them as more than a soccer player. Uh, that's that's really important for me. Um, just trying to figure out my process of, of getting the information I need to know about them as a person and an individual. And what's the balance look like in terms of the input you've had from the school? and what they kind of want to see and the freedom you've got in in creating what you want? Honestly, from day one, even from like my interview process, I've had the support of the, the university's president, my athletic director, the admins, everyone. Um, and they basically, uh, I, I meet with my athletic director, it seems like at least once or twice a week. And, you know, we just have check-ins and everything like that. And, you know, he's basically, you know, told me he believes in everything. Um, that I, I said within my interview process and, you know, I'm here for a reason and, you know, go do what I do, which, you know, I appreciate that, you know, no one likes a micromanager that someone just looking over them, you know, at, at all times. Uh, but at the same time, I know if I need anything, he's just, you know, one text away, one phone call, or, you know, I could just go walk down the hallway. Uh, but yeah, just, just to be able to kind of have the freedom to put my name on it and just kind of trial and error, figure things out. It's very helpful because I mean, it's, I mean, it's not too many people that have started a program. So it's like, what do I have the basis on? I mean, so I'm just trying to figure things out one day at a time and celebrate the little wins when they come. And are there other people you're drawing on maybe within the organization or outside of it, for their experience and their advice? Because I imagine it might be, I don't want to say lonely, but sometimes you're like, hey, what, what am I doing? Like, are you, have you got a support network around you that you're using? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I will say it does get a little lonely sometimes, which is why I'm really trying to get this assisted in. But uh, no, I have about two coaches off the top of my head. Um, Cole Oren, um, he's the assistant over at Baylor University. Uh, he actually coached me when I was in my undergrad. He's done so much for me, not even just as a coach, just as a as a student, as a, as a player and everything. And um, I remember just going through my process of, you know, getting this position and everything like that. He's been there every step of the way. Um, and then my my other go-to is Damian Macias. Um, I, I actually was his assistant for about two years um, at my previous uh, position. And same thing, I, I can call on him whenever I need anything. Doesn't matter what time. I know if he's up, he'll answer. And again, neither one of these gentlemen have started programs, but, you know, they, if I have a question, they don't know, they'll reach out to someone. The coaching world is very small. It's like everyone knows someone that knows someone. So um, I, if, if those two gentlemen uh, don't have an answer for me, I know someone that has an answer at that point, I'm kind of like, okay, where do I go now? But no, nah, yeah, those two are, are major uh, parts of my coaching journey, my mentors, and I honestly look up to them and Anything I need, I know they're going to be there for me. So, yeah. We've spoken a lot about, I suppose, the human side of it and making sure players are the, are the right fit. In terms of how you play, are you looking to kind of set out your plan and your identity and find players that will fit with that or see where you land with players and then shape your playing philosophy around those players? 
Yeah. So originally uh, my plan was, all right, this is how I want to play. Um, I, I learned very quickly uh, in the interim role last season, it didn't really work out as planned. Um, so now going forward, honestly, I, I just want to find the right players, the right individuals. And then once we get together, figure out what's going to work best for us. Um, I think as a coach, it's easy for me to be like, all right, I want to be a very fast paced counterattack, directive style type of playing. But if I don't have the players for that, it's not going to work. So yeah, my, my plan is to, you know, focus on, you know, getting the, getting the girls in here. And then once we're, we're together and we start, you know, getting some practices under our belt, building those connections and everything at that point, myself and the rest of the staff, uh, I think it will be a lot easier to figure out exactly our identity and style of play and everything like that. And, you know, you said you're not going to start playing till t- 2024. So, you know, yeah. there's a year to go, I suppose. How what are your thoughts on how you, I suppose, maintain the excitement and the build-up for that and pace things properly? And, yeah, just make sure you've got the best run-up to 2024. And also that you're not like, hang on, I'm not coaching at the minute the way I'm used to. Yeah. Like, how you get yeah. used to that. Yeah, so honestly, my plan uh, is, is just to keep everyone updated with every process of starting a program. Um, I have an individual, a young lady that I'm actually recruiting she legit will reach out to me like every other day, like, hey, coach, need updates. And it's like stuff like that. Like, I love that. Like, she's just as excited as me. I had her up on a visit and I'm like, all right, we're going to have to use our imagination because, you know, this is where the field is going to be. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. This is where the locker room is going to be. And so it's like she's excited. So then, you know, she got home and she'll ask me, hey, have they started doing this yet? Have they started doing this? So, yeah, my, my plan is to basically kind of give a behind scene as much as possible as I can use, you know, social media as my advantage uh, and just try to give as much input. And like I said, behind scenes of, of the progress and every day's uh, tasks that I am doing right now. So um, outside of that, that's 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 my idea of trying to, you know, keep the excitement going and, and getting out there in the community and everything like that. So say, I suppose, say with a day before your first game after this year, what do you feel, it's probably a big question, success will have been this year when you get to that point? To me, I'd say uh, just kind of looking back and and having been happy with the individuals I've brought in uh, from the coaching staff to, to the players and just, you know, finding you know, like I said, true individuals that believe in what we're trying to build uh, and are willing to help us do that. Um, I try not to try to have goals set on the wins and losses, um, but I'm, it's hard because I'm a very competitive person. And it's like, I want to win. I want to do this. But it's like, Leah, you know, you have to be realistic. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be impossible to go out there and compete and, you know, let's say make playoffs and things like that. But at the same time, is it going to be within reach based off of, you know, what we are able to field as far as our team and everything like that and, you know, building the chemistry. Uh, so, yeah, if I, if I can get a good group of uh, individuals that that just help me, you know, build that foundation and everything like that. And we are taking every day uh, to, to continue to grow. And uh, that's to me, that's a win. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take things one day at a time. Um, I have a certain certain goals in mind that I would like to have year one. Um, but at the same time, um, I don't want to just put my goals on the players. I, I want to, you know, be able to have that conversation with them once they get here and be like, okay, 
what do you guys think year one is going to look like and everything like that. So, um, yeah, for me, looking back, if, if I have, like I said, a, that good core group, I'll be happy because once you, I have the core group and everything like that, I think we'll be fine. And obviously a big part of the college game is players and their academics and, you know, what they're doing the rest of their time. Are you kind of doing work to learn about that side of it at the school and figure out what those connections are going to be and how you can support? Yeah, honestly, again, that's something else I, I plan on taking advantage of not having a season. Uh, I've been out here for about three weeks now, and I have yet to see all of our campus. Like, I plan on taking an admissions tour. Like, I want to see local like, students see when they come on a visit. I, I want to go to the dorms. I want to sit down with admissions. Like, I just I just want to talk to as many people are that, that are going to be involved in not just my players and everything like that, but just the overall running of the program like I, I want to meet with them I don't want you know our only conversations with certain people to be when I need something or when the soccer program needs something so I want to build those relationships with everyone on campus now um, and, and just you know have it to be a positive relationship so uh, yeah and that includes the academic side getting you know professors um, I've actually have had a few professors already reach out they're excited can't wait they're like oh when's the first game and I'm like I have not scheduled a game yet uh, bear with me <laughs> but nah yeah I definitely plan on getting out there like I said and uh, I always joke and say you know shake hands and kissing babies and all that stuff but yeah I'm, I plan on getting out there and and then building those relationships. That was that point about the professors asking when the games are you know how big a deal is it that the school now has a women's soccer team that's gonna compete like how important do you think that is no actually I think it's really important like from day the day I stepped on campus it's been nothing but support and excitement uh the boosters you know they're they're telling me about the local clubs and the high schools and telling me about all the good talent you know just in our backyard and they're like I was actually at a a a little U9 soccer practice last night and their kids were like, oh, you're the new college coach. And I'm like, yep, you guys going to come out and watch us. And they're like, yeah, when's your game? They're like, oh, is it next week? I'm like, no, not not next week. You know, we got like a year. So, yeah, the, the excitement in the in the city and everything is really cool. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it, excited to be a part of this community. Um, and, you know, the plan is to hopefully bring out a good product that our people are, you know, excited to continue to come out and support us and watch us and, you know, help. hopefully we're bringing in some wins. So I wanted to ask, because I know you were a goalkeeper as a player and you started out as a goalkeeper coach. Um, and then at Missouri Western, you became interim head coach. What has that transition been like, I suppose, um, into the head coach role from more of a goalkeeping specific um, role? And was that always the plan or did you kind of just land there as you progressed? Yeah, uh, honestly, I was just kind of thrown into it. Um, when I first got into college coaching, I'm not going to lie. I, I told myself, all right, I want to be a head coach at the division one level. That's a goal. Um, as I got, you know, more experience and everything like that, my goals have changed um, within the last like three years. Um, I was no longer kind of chasing that, that D one title or anything like that. Again, I going back to that, you know, quality of life. I just wanted to be a part of a soccer program, an athletic department, a university that felt like home, that felt like a family um, that, like I said, I could enjoy. Um, it's like you tell recruits, if you take the soccer piece out, would you still be there? So I kind of, you know, had to sit back and ask myself that same question. Um, but yeah, as, as a goalkeeper coach, it, it's definitely different. 
Um, at the same time, I mean, I use it as my advantage. Everything when it comes to my coaching, my my point of view is from a goalkeeper. Like when my my strikers or midfielders are asking me questions, I'm answering them as a goalkeeper. I'm like, all right, look, no one's perfect. I've been scored on. This is how majority of those goals were scored, or this is what you know I would look for, and things like that. Um, and just you know, getting that I'm getting out of my comfort zone. Um, I've been very blessed and fortunate to work with some head coaches that have allowed me to do things outside of, you know, working with the goalkeepers and everything like that. Uh, and so that when it comes to that, uh, it just helped with my confidence, helped me, you know, get that itch. Like, okay, I, I don't want to only just be a goalkeeper coach. I, I want to be a soccer coach. Um, and then as far as the interim position at Missouri Western, uh, you know, things just happen uh, real late in the season. I um, mean, it just made sense. Uh, and so, yeah, I was, like I said, just kind of, uh, I don't want to say just thrown into it, but that's kind of what it happened. I think it was like maybe a week or two before our players reported for preseason and our head coach stepped down. So at that point, you know, Leah, you're next up. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I, I took it by the horns and just ran with it. Um, I learned some things, good things, bad things, things that I will, you know, continue to work on and things I probably will never try again. But it's all part of the process. So, yeah. And from your perspective as well, do you feel like we give goalkeeper coaching enough respect yet because I think historically we haven't are we getting there are we there or do you think there's more that needs to be done yeah no I don't think goalkeeper coaches get enough respect in the game at all because if you think about it like that's honestly one of the positions that you just cannot throw anyone to be your goalkeeper coach just like you just can't throw anyone into the net in a game um so I mean it, it takes someone that's actually uh interested in the in the position and knows what they're talking about obviously every coach coach is different but as long as you have the basis down I would like to think um you know you'd be successful in it and plus I mean there's there's always going to be if you know you ask any college coach if they have the funding to you know have a keeper coach on their uh, team I'm pretty sure they would say yes um, just because, I mean, there, there's I've been at several practices at the college level where it's like the goalkeepers are just kind of standing to the side until there's a finishing drill or they, they're scrimmaging. And, you know, that's just that's not helping them, you know, develop as as players. So, no, I, I definitely think that at times goalkeeper coaches are not uh, are kind of taken for granted. And it's like when you don't have one, that's when you really realize like, oh, crap, my goalkeepers are not getting the development and touches that they need in order, you know, to be better within their craft. And so, yeah, honestly, that's that's one another thing on my to-do list is I want to find a goalkeeper coach because I've, I've been on a team where we didn't have one. So um, if, if, it, if that means me putting more trust in my assistants and everything, I'll do that. Uh, and, you know, I'll step to the side and work with the goalkeepers. Like I said, I honestly do not care. Everyone's going to do everything as long as, you know, we're, we're doing what we can to make sure we're succeeding on and off the field. That's That's the end goal for me. Final, just a final thing before I let you go. I just want to ask you about the the World Cup. Have you been watching uh, much of it? First of all, yeah. So that that time change is is really hurting me. So I I've been watching as much as I can. Um, I've been tending to try to just record record the games and stay off of social media so I don't get the you know get ruined before I watch it. Uh, and that actually happened uh, in the USA game when we just lost to Sweden. I, I recorded it. I stayed off my phone. And that one text I answered, they were like, oh, what happened to USA? And I was like, oh, did we lose? And they were like, yep. I was like, crap. No point of watching it now. But now, nah, yeah, I've definitely been trying to keep up with it. 
actually have a, a player that I coach at the junior college level. She she was on Nigeria's national team. So between Nigeria and USA, I was watching all the games. But uh, honestly, my plan is to once the, the World Cup was all over, go back and watch all my you know recorded games that were not ruined for me. But yeah, I, I try to watch as much soccer as possible. I'm actually uh, the probably the most cliche coach out there in my free time. If I'm not watching sports i'm honestly sleeping so yeah the world cup i'm always gonna watch uh just can't watch it live right now because of that time change and time differences so uh, yeah definitely been trying to keep up with it the games that you have watched then can you manage to just watch as a fan or are you noticing down are you collecting ideas are you taking inspiration for your team yeah i i try i try to turn it off uh but i'm not gonna lie I've, i've jotted down some free kicks and corners uh, that I liked. I was like, okay, that was nice. I don't know if that was on purpose, but I'm definitely going to have to, you know, keep that in the in the back pocket. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's crazy how, you know, we can watch it and just try to coach the national team. It's like, oh, I would have did this, this, and this. And I'm like, who am I to say what they should be doing and what formation? But, you know, it's, yeah, it's very hard to turn it off. Um, I'm a very animated person when I'm watching soccer or any other sport I'm the one like yelling at the tv and it's like if you guys listen to me you know this would have been a lot easier but you can't hear me in my living room you know screaming at the tv but yeah (laughs) well look thank you so much I'm really excited for you and I'm super excited to kind of follow the journey and see what happens over over the next year um and just really want to wish you the best of luck with it all I think you're going to do an awesome job Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, that look, that's that's the plan is to, you know, win some games, you know, help help these young ladies get the degrees and, you know, go on and do great things. So, yes, ma'am, I truly appreciate it. That was the voice of Leah Stringer, Lincoln University of Missouri women's head coach. Thanks to Leah for her time. We wish her the best of luck building the program. And thanks to you for listening to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. Don't forget the September issue of Women's Soccer Coaching is available now to subscribers. Visit womensoccercoaching.com to subscribe. I'm Seth Fairbairn. Thanks again for listening to the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. Podcast.